0: It is a good day to be in church. I'm so glad to see y'all and those of us, uh, those of you joining us at our South Augusta campus or online. Can we give it up for those joining us from South Augusta? We are one church in two locations. So grateful for y'all joining and be a part of the last Sunday of 2020. Anybody glad to still have your eyes open? During 2020, glad to be in the house of the Lord at the end of 2020. Anybody? Just me? Okay, good. All right. I thought it would be a few of us after the year um, that has been so interesting, and um, that's to say the least. I believe God does have something to say to us on this last day of 2020. I was um, saying in the earlier service that I didn't know I was going to be speaking today and the Lord began to speak to me concerning something to say <clears throat> towards the end of the year. And I know this is the word of the Lord for us going forward. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Second Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13 starting at the 14th verse. Second Kings the 13th chapter starting at the 14th verse. And it reads, when Elisha was in his last illness, King Jehoash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hands on the bow. Another translation says, draw the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open the eastern window, and he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times, but the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. I want to talk to you for a few moments on the idea of subject. Um, Don't waste your shot. Don't waste your shot. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this opportunity. I pray that you would give us ears to hear and hearts to receive what you would say. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, there was a a 20th century moral and social philosopher named Eric Hoffman. And uh, when he was looking over the human condition, this is a man who lived through World War I and World War II. This was a man who lived through the Roaring Twenties and the Great Depression. This was a man who had saw uh, life's transitions. My grandmother used to sing a song that said, life is full of swift transitions. He had saw everything that there could be, and he began to remark that in these times, in our time of drastic, rapid change, when the future in our midst, is uh, is devouring the present before our eyes we have never been less certain of what lies ahead of us and i don't know about you but that really depicts kind of where I am. I don't know what 2021 holds. I I know there's a lot of words out there, but it seems like we are in a season of transition. There is a season of ambiguous thoughts and ambiguous situations. There seems to be a a season of uh, restlessness in our nation and in our world. There seems to be a season of friction in our nation and in our world. And it is the same kind of situation that we find ourselves in this text. Uh, The the man, the king uh, Jehoash in the text had come to see Elisha as he is about to transition out of this earth. Uh, Elisha shows up on the scene in the latter parts of 1 Kings and he begins his uh, prophetic ministry in uh, 2 Kings chapter 2 and he begins to walk with the Lord and he does amazing things. In fact, he does double the amount of miracles as his predecessor, Elijah, and he is coming to the end of his life. And there is no one to take his place. There is a transition taking place. There is something new that is about to happen. And King Jehoash is acutely aware of the fact that he is unsure of what's going to happen next. And many of us find ourselves in that same predicament we are unsure of what 2021 holds. We are unsure of how it will affect our finances. We are unsure of how it will affect our health. We are unsure of how it's going to affect our nation. We are unsure of how it will affect our city and our community. But I've got good news, regardless of what happens in our nation, in our community, in our cities. I know the one who is large and in charge. I know the one who holds our future and as long as God is in charge we can be okay in fact we'll be more than okay we will be exactly the way God intends for us to be but if we are going to survive this season if we are going to not waste our shot and it is a playoff, the um the musical Hamilton where uh, Alexander Hamilton knew that he had to take advantage of every opportunity that was placed before him. And if we are not going to waste our shot, there are four things that I believe are essential for us to do. And here's the first thing is that we have to seek the Lord. In times of transition, if we want to take advantage of every opportunity, the number one thing we have to do is seek the Lord. Scripture says, seek the Lord while he may be found. First Chronicles 16 and 11 says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek, continually seek him. In other words, it is telling us that we should live a lifestyle of seeking the Lord. That in order for us to find solutions and answers to our problem, we have to go to the source of our strength. It is God who has the answers to the questions you haven't even asked yet. It is God who presents the solutions to the problems you haven't even faced yet. And in order to survive these times of transition, in order to thrive in this season, we have to make a point to continually seek the Lord. You see, seeking the Lord in times of transition places us in the right position. That when we decide to seek God in times of transition, when we decide to seek God, in, uh, when we find ourselves at crossroads, it will place us in the right positions. Our text shows us King Jehoash, and here's the good news that Jehoash is the one who shows up here, is because you don't have to be perfect to seek the Lord. In fact, Jehoash, the previous verses tells us that he was far from God. He was worshiping a false God. But when he realized that the the prophet of God, the real man of God was about to die, he understood that there is about to be a transition. There is about to be something that I've never seen before. And in order to survive this, in order to thrive in this, I've got to go hear a word from the Lord. And that's the good news, that regardless of where you find yourself today, if you are willing to turn and seek the Lord, he will welcome you with open arms. In fact, Scripture says, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. The good news is that whenever we seek him, Scripture tells us that we will find him. When we seek the Lord, it places us in the right positions. And I I need to break this down for a minute for you to understand how his life completely radically changed in the moment. He was worshiping a false god. But when he arrives and sees Elisha, he says these words, my father, my father, I see the chariot and charioteers of Israel. You see, what this king was saying was a repeat of something in 2 Kings chapter 2 in verse 15 or 16, I believe. What happened in that verse is when Elisha saw Elijah going up, he declared those same words. It was an affirmation that the strength of a nation is not in its human ability, but it's in its God-given ability, that the strength, my reliance is not on myself, but it's on the God behind what I am trying to do. And some of you, here's what you need to hear, is that you need to stop relying on your own power, but put yourself in position to rely on the strength of God. Because when you rely on his strength, his strength is greater than anything that you can muster on your own. And this is what the king realizes, is that I've got to hear a word from the Lord because I can't go forward without knowing what God intends for me to do and what God is saying to his people. It's one of the reasons why we encourage everybody to join us for 21 days of prayer at the beginning of the year because I want to set myself in the right place. And Scripture says it like this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Everything that you're worried about, the things you're concerned about, if you will seek first the Lord, he will handle what you are worried and concerned about. He will put you in the right position, and the right position is to be dependent on God, to have your faith and trust in the one who holds your future. This king realizes this, and he begins to seek the Lord, even though he was far from God. Here's the second thing that we need to do in order for us to survive these transitions, in order for us not to miss our shot, is that we have to get ready for what's next. You see, this king is not aware of what is going to happen next. And my brothers and sisters, I don't know what 2021 holds for us. But I do know who holds 2021 in the palm of his hand. But we do have an opportunity to get ready. And what that looks like is using the tools and the gifts that God has placed in your life. You know, I was uh, getting ready to register for uh, my summer session. And I was trying to take a class and I, I kept getting an error message and finally I called the school and I said, well, why can't I register for this class? And they said, you can't register for that class yet because you need to take a prerequisite and what you will learn in the prerequisite will help you be successful in the class that you're trying to take. And all I'm trying to tell some of you in this room today, some of you at South Augusta and watching online is that God has some prerequisites, some things that he wants to help you prepare for or to get ready for. your next season he has some things that he desires for you to do and we've got to be willing to prepare for the next season proverbs 20 and 4 says it like this those who are too lazy to plow in the right season will be hungry at the time of harvest we've got to prepare ourselves for what's coming next What's coming next is the opportunities that God has laid and prepared before us. Notice how scripture begins to prepare this king for what's coming next. Here's what the prophet says to him. The first thing he says, he says, grab a bow and arrow. Normally a king would not go and do that. He would have servants for that. Yet The king obeys and goes and grabs a bow and arrow. The next step that he tells him, he says, I want you to put your hands on the bow and arrow. Another translation is, I want you to draw the bow and arrow. And the king obeys again. And then the prophet of God puts his hands on the bow and arrow, put his hands on the king's hands. Here's what we learn from this, is that God has clear instructions for the next season our responsibility is to obey. God has clear instructions for what He wants us to do in the next season. Our responsibility is to obey Him in this next season. It may not always make sense, but we need to follow after God and obey what he is calling us to do and I need you to understand God has no favorites he is not a respecter of persons God is a respecter of principles and if you are willing to obey God he will do more than you can imagine in your life in fact in first Samuel God says it like this I, I rather obedience rather than sacrifice he wants your yes He wants you to be willing to obey him. This is the challenge for us. Is that following God sometimes will cause us to want to ask why. Following God may not always make sense in the moment. But I would rather follow God in a desert than follow myself in a palace. I would rather obey God where he leads me than follow my own instructions because if I follow my own path, it will lead to less than what God wants for my life. And ultimately, I will be frustrated. In order to prepare for what's coming next, we have to gather the tools and obey the instructions that God has given us. The reality is that God has a purpose and a plan for each of our lives. And what we are going through now is preparation for what God has for us. The silent battles you are facing, the difficulty you find yourself in, the the struggle and the fight that you see yourself in, the reality is it is preparing you for what God has for you next. And we got to be careful to obey God in the now in order to preserve what God wants to do in our future. For this king, he was willing to submit and obey God even when it didn't make sense. And notice that the king has to obey twice before the prophet intervenes. Can I tell you, some of you are frustrated right now because you don't understand why God hasn't moved. Could it be that God is still waiting for you to obey the last thing he told you to do? Could it be God is still waiting on your yes so he can open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you will not have room to receive? Is God still waiting on your obedience to release his favor on your life? This king was willing to do what was necessary in order to see God's hand on his life. Now, here's here's the next thing that is important, and I'm going to use a a cultural colloquialism, is that if we are going to not waste our shot, if we are going to uh, thrive in this place of transition, you've got to shoot your shot. Now, this is not license for y'all to go slide into nobody's DMs. Stop that, okay? But here's what it is. It is permission to be everything that God has called you to be. It is permission to take the opportunity that God has laid before you. Here's what Ephesians 5 and 16 says. Take advantage of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, Paul was talking specifically about sharing the gospel, but the principle is God has given each of us opportunities, and instead of sitting on the sidelines, we've got to be willing to get in the game and take advantage of the opportunities that he lays before us. you got to shoot your shot. You've got to take advantage of the opportunity. There are some of you sitting on million dollar ideas because you're afraid of if it doesn't work out. There are some of you who are prompted to reconcile with your family, but you're afraid of rejection. There are some of you who have an opportunity to apply for a promotion, but you're scared of being denied. I'm telling you, you miss every shot that you don't take, and God is sitting before you open doors, open opportunities, and this is the hour and the time to move forward, to take advantage of it, and if we don't, we will miss what God has for us. Scripture, he says like this, Behold, I set before you an open door. I know you've been overlooked by others, but God has his eyes on you. And he has an opportunity that he has laid before you. An opportunity that will make a difference. An opportunity that can change your life and your family's life. And most of the time, most of us, we are searching for that opportunity somewhere else. We are looking for God to open some new door. We are looking for God to give us something new. I was reminded of a story of this man named Lamar. He lived in the mid 18. Hundreds while the diamonds were being uh, discovered in Africa. And overnight, people were becoming millionaires because they were finding diamonds all over the continent. And this man who was a farmer, he owned a plot of land. He, he said, you know what? I, I want to be rich. I want to be able to become wealthy. So I'm going to go find some diamonds. And so what he did was he sold his plot of land and he began to travel all over the continent to dig and try to find some diamonds diamonds he traveled north and south africa and he was in west africa and east africa and central africa he went all over and at the end of his life he ended up dying poorer than he was as a farmer and he never found any diamonds yet the man who bought his property begin to develop that ground and till the ground. And one day he found this big, huge, unusual rock and he put it on the mantle in his house and a few weeks later, a friend came over and said, Do you know what that rock is? That is a diamond. The man said, I didn't know. He went out into that same field and began to plow and dig it up. And he found more diamonds, a more concentration of diamonds than anywhere else. And that man became the wealthiest man in Africa. What am I trying to say to you? There are some of you who are looking for new opportunities. And I need you to know God is not giving you something new, God is blessing what you already have. Stop overlooking what God has placed in your hands already. Stop overlooking who you are. And don't miss the opportunity that God is laying before you. Notice what happens in the text. The man pulls back his bow, and then the man of God places his hands on his hands. And what that means is that you you don't understand, but God is taking your natural ability and putting his super on it, and is able to do more than you could ever imagine. Scripture says it like this, that he will do exceedingly, abundantly. Above all, you can ask or think according to his power that's working on the inside of you. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but you need to shoot your shot. Stop being dormant. Stop being timid. Stop being shy. God has set before you an open door. This is your year of opportunity. This is your year of breakthrough. This is your year that everything changes, but you need to take the opportunities that God is laying before you. This is what the prophet does for the man, for the king. He says to him, this is the Lord's arrow of victory. It's not by might, not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. This is the Lord's arrow of victory. I know you wouldn't be able to do it on your own. That's all right. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. God is going to do more than you can do on your own. In fact, Scripture says it like this. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Where you are weak, he is strong. Where you are lost, he is the way. Everything you need is found in him. But he invites us to be a part. You see, what you needed to succeed in this life, God has already placed on the inside of you but you've got to be willing to step out on faith and take advantage of the opportunities that he places before you. Take advantage of what God has placed in your life. But here's the challenge that we find all too often, and here's the danger of comfortable living, is that we settle for less. Here's the fourth thing. If we are going to survive and thrive, if we're not going to waste our shot, we've got to be willing to commit not to settle. You got to be determined not to settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Ecclesiastics 9 and 10 says it like this. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. I want to, Uh, explain this a little bit, because what happens here is the man of God slowly explains to the king the opportunity before him. He says, you know, he's like talking to a three-year-old. He says, okay now, get the bow and arrows, check. All right now, take the bow and arrows out, check. All right, shoot the bow and arrow, Check. Now I'm going to tell you what this means. That is the Lord's arrow of victory. Okay, here's what I want you to do next. Get all the other bow and arrows. And I want you to strike the ground. And sometimes when it translates into English, it it doesn't explain it fully. Like in the Hebrew, what he was literally saying in the Hebrew is what you just did when you shot out the window. I want you to pull back the bow and arrow and do it again. Again. Take advantage. So this king takes all the bow and arrows, but he only shoots three of them. He leaves some of the arrows unused. My brothers and sisters, if we are going to survive and thrive in this transition, we've got to be willing to use everything that God has given us. Don't settle for the average. Don't settle for just okay. When you close your eyes on this side for the last time, leave this life on empty. Give it everything you have. And this is what was so frustrating to the man of God is that you have an opportunity, but you are wasting it. You are settling. And here's the truth of the matter. is whenever we settle for less, we miss God's best. Whenever we settle for less, whenever we come so far and we stop, we miss all of what God has for us. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus tells a parable about people that he gives talents to. And what he gets frustrated with is that there is one person he gives talents to that they do nothing with it. I'm telling you, this is not the hour to settle for less than what God has for you. I know it may seem like chaos on the left and the right, but God has set before you an open door. Now is the opportunity to walk forward. Now is the time to use everything that God has given you to fulfill the purpose of God on your life. If we're going to do that, it's the last thing we need to do. We've got to keep Moving forward in the face of opposition, in the face of difficulty, in the face of a bad diagnosis, we need to keep moving forward. Proverbs 4 and 25, he says it like this. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. I'm telling you, there are better days ahead of you. God has more in store. The the thing that you are facing today, the difficulty, the battle you are facing today is not the end of your story. Don't settle here. Continue to keep moving forward, to press forward, to give everything you have because God has something on the other side of this. See, Noah was told by God to build an ark For nearly 100 years, he is building an ark with no rain. Yet he knows what God has said, and he decides to give everything he has. And when it begins to rain, Noah and his family are saved because he kept moving forward, although they criticized him, although they made fun of him. Abraham had waited for 25 years to see the promise of God fulfilled. At 99 years old, he still had not seen the promise, but he chose to believe God. And at 100 years old, he finally received the promise of God. David, as a young man, was anointed king, yet he found himself in a cave. And instead of quitting and dying in the cave, he kept moving forward. And a few years later, he sat on the very throne that God had promised him. And he saw victory after victory after victory. Paul in the book of Romans says it like this. He says the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. in Jesus Christ who was born in a manger, was criticized by Pharisees, rejected by Sadducees, was whipped and beaten by Romans. He was crucified on a cross and died, but three days later, he rose up. And in fact, in Hebrews, he said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross knowing that there was something better on the other side of this. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to in this room, but you're on the brink of giving up, you're on the brink of throwing in the towel, and the joy of the Lord is your strength this morning. Be encouraged, this is not the end. Don't waste this opportunity, you're in the middle of the fight. I know you got a bad diagnosis, but keep moving forward. I know your marriage seems to be on the rocks, but keep moving forward. I know it looks like you're getting demoted and you may lose your job, but keep moving forward because on the other side of this is purpose. On the other side of this is God's goodness. You will see his goodness in the land of the living God is not through with you yet. Your best days are ahead of you. And as we close the chapter of this year, Know that something else is on the other side of this. (laughs) David said it like this, and I can't tell you what's going to happen next year, but I can tell you, if God be for you, who can be against you? I I can't tell you what's going to happen next year, but I can tell you the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. I don't know about the chaos that may happen next year, but I do know a 1,000 may fall on one side and 10,000 on the other side, but it will not come nigh, my dwelling. Here's the good news, that God has a plan. And he invites us to be a part of that. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to prepare ourselves for what he has next for us. He wants us to take advantage of the opportunities, to be willing to go forward and not to settle, to be willing to keep moving forward. I wanna pray with you today. Can you stand with me? I wanna pray. I wanna pray for you who are facing difficulty. You've been discouraged. You're saying, preacher, I can't have a year like the year I had last year. Some of you have been wounded. You've been hurting. I want to pray for you. But there's some of you in this room who are watching online, who are at our South Augusta campus, who before you move into 2021, you need to say yes to Jesus. You need need to make a decision to follow him. Today can be your day. Let's pray. God, we thank you and we bless you for your word that has been declared. God, you are so good and your mercy endureth forever. Thank you, God, that in the midst of transition, we can seek you. God, in turbulent times, we know that you have clear instructions for us to follow. God, thank you for the opportunities that you are presenting before us. Help us to take advantage of it. God, I pray that you would allow us to be bold enough not to settle for less than what you have for us. And God, give us the fight and the endurance to keep moving forward no matter what we face. God, for the person who is struggling right now, I pray that you would renew their strength. For the person who feels like they want to give up, I pray even now in the name of the Lord Jesus that you would move on their behalf. God, I speak to marriages right now to be restored. Every attack of the enemy on marriages is canceled and broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak to finances. We decree and declare wholeness over their entire lives, God over their jobs, over their businesses, over their minds, over their children, God. We decree and declare your favor that you would move on our lives like never before. Your goodness and mercy shall follow us, God. God, you still sit on the throne and we trust you and we believe you, God. I pray even now that you would release your anointing on your people, God anoint us in every aspect of life that we would follow you and trust you, God, for the person who has never said yes to you, God, for the person who has walked away and know that today is a day they need to come home. I pray that this will be their moment. And if that's you, I just want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, save me, change me, make me into the person that you want me to be. Forgive me of my sins. I surrender my life. I give it to you. And God, for every person watching, every person in this room, I pray, God, that your word would be sure in their lives that you will fulfill your promises, God, that we will see your goodness in the land of the living. God, we expect testimonies of the miracles of what you will do. God, I pray for healings, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every person struggling with sickness, God, your word declares by your stripes we are healed, God. We rebuke cancer now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We cancel, God, every attack, every infirmity on our bodies, God and we speak wholeness and deliverance that this will be a year like no other year for the children of God, that your son, your sun will shine on your children like never before, and we believe it and we receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus we pray, and everybody say amen and amen. Can we put our hands together and celebrate what God is gonna do? Hallelujah. Can we just one more time praise God for what he will do in our lives? May the Lord bless you. We can't wait to see you next year and have a happy new year. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to stevenscreekchurch.com and click the give button. See you next time.